Welcome to another episode of Searching for MacGuffin with your hosts, George, Gabe, and Dan. Wait, no. What? No. <laughs> that's I didn't know you were going to... Yeah, that sounds weird. Go back. <laughs> oh. Do it again. Back Go. to the future. Welcome. Oh, wait. Another silent bit? No. I this I want this in the episode. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Searching for MacGuffin with your hosts, George, Dan, and Link. Wait, no, Gabe. <laughs> Are we gonna stick with that one? There's, we have no and. If we if we travel, okay, wait, one more time. One more, but time? no and. You know, if you try to go back and just fix everything that you've ever done wrong. Welcome to another episode of Searching for MacGuffin with your hosts George, Dan, Gabe, and Gabe. What? <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you messed it up again. Because Link is always here. When he misses, it's like it throws everything off because it's usually and Link. It's so finite. It ends there. Finite. Yeah, there's no period to this sentence. Hmm. <clears throat> so, so are we done with the intros now? Yes. Yeah. Okay, commence. Right. Well, as you can see, we have for the very first time in the studio, our producer that you can't see on screen. Thank you for having me. Are you going to lower that mic from your face at any no. point? No. Okay. He's like one of those people that go on the radio shows that just cover their faces in like ski masks. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to refer to those people. It's just <laughs> one person that you don't talk about, but other people do that. Why is the guest in the studio whispering things to me? I There's don't understand. Guest. Is it? I think it's Link, the spirit of the Link. Spirit of Link. Is okay. that is that the new Zelda game? Oh, I oh, whoa! Spirit tracks. Oh. The spirit of Link. The spirit of Link. So. Uh, what do you what do you think, uh, producer Dan? Now that you've come from outside that little box that you usually sit in on the screen, I'm a real boy now. That's true. Pinocchio. So the Tom mm-hmm. Hanks one or the the uh, Guillermo del Toro. No, the other third Russian one that um, completely flopped. There's a third. There's a third one. They made three Pinocchio yep. movies this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, I haven't seen any of them. Me neither. Okay, that's fair. What What did you say, Zondel? There's a third Pinocchio. There's a th- yeah, there's a third one. A it's, Russian one? Yeah, it's Russian. We don't we don't support that. That's really that weird. One, right? It's a weird movie. No, it's a weird movie. Actually, it's probably I, better than the Tom Hanks one. That's hard to argue with. I know. Yeah. What have you? Have, has anyone <laughs> seen what? What? What are you? What are we laughing at now? Comedy. Okay. I don't know how to transition to it, so I'm just going to straight up say it. You guys seen the Ant-Man trailer? No. <laughs> really? Is that, is that true? I didn't see the second one. Have you one. actually not seen it? I didn't see the second one. The second one had a lot. So if you're, if you're avoiding spoilers, I wouldn't watch it. Wait. How many trailers are there? <clears throat> just two, right? Well, maybe I did watch it. That's the one where, um, spoilers, we find out like the main plot. Right? I don't know. Maybe I didn't see that one either. <laughs> Is there another one? They dropped one during Monday Night Football when the tickets went on sale. And it was just like, hey, tickets are on sale. And that's it. That was the trailer for me. Did I watch the wrong one? Maybe. Did you watch the Mandalorian trailer? Yes, I did. I haven't seen that. What? Yeah, I haven't watched that trailer. You have excellent posture. Thank you. Do you like naturally have that or is it you doing that on purpose? No, it was, it was natural, but now I can't undo it. Like, he's just gonna he's just gonna <laughs> sit rigidly like this for yeah. the rest of the episode. Yeah. I have terrible posture. I think we all do. Why? Don't you wish you could go back um, and fix it? A lot of it has to do with you know. <laughs> yes, we'll get to that. Looking down on our phones and being stuck in that position. 
or not training our back muscles enough or chest muscles chest muscles or back muscles being too tight um just being like too toy <laughs> being too toy <laughs> i said it so i can't say it. producer dan you are allowed to laugh you are on the show <laughs> <laughs> i don't like to laugh into the mic it's loud okay so you can just turn but you can still laugh you don't have to be like it's just like hands uh, over that, mouth. No, that's how it just affects my posture. Yeah, that's, that's how I laugh regardless. <laughs> well, I don't even see how you were laughing. What were you mentioning about wanting to go back <laughs> to your back? What? You wanted to adjust your posture? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you, you talking you, about? Gabe, Gabe <laughs> mentioned he was like, oh, my posture. And then Dan's like, wouldn't you like to go back to back day? That you can fix your posture? Back in biceps? Oh, I think you meant like back in time. Oh, you want to go back to the gym? I want to go back to a lot of things. Is it, what are some things like growing up that you wish you would have known? What about like my life? Yeah, like things, that, if you could go back and you could change like something from, let's say childhood or, you know, your younger years. Bitcoin. Elaborate, please. <laughs> Like hopping in? No, I just wish I knew or about it. Selling, not do anything. Like not actually drop. act on it. Just know about it. Yeah. We, okay, we've been planning to like do a deep dive into Bitcoin, and then like now I don't even think we need to. No, or? now we have to. Oh, okay. It's do like, we? Uh, yeah. Why? Got to, you know, pay respects to the dead because <laughs> it kind of died. It yeah. Did. Well, it is. For me, it's drinking water. Like, nobody told me when I was a kid that I needed to drink water. They used to just sell soda at schools. And we used to just drink soda all day. And, like, no one ever hydrated. And now, like, you know, I see kids are all with their, like, jug of water. And and I was like, I'm proud of them because they know that hydration is important. But in 1993, it, no, nobody, nobody told us we were supposed to be drinking water. Not even, like, your body? <laughs> no, because we used to drink Crystal Bay. Do you know what Crystal Bay is? is it, it, where did it have a powder? And no, that's Crystal like, Light. Crystal Light. <laughs> no, I, I know Crystal Light. No, no. What's Crystal Bay? Crystal Bay is like a clear soda, basically that comes in like raspberry flavors or lemon lime flavor, and it's it was just like crap. they sell them in bottles, or they did back <laughs> Why then. Do you look like that. You look like what? <laughs> right, he turns like this. <laughs> you got me in my head about my posture. <laughs> Now I can't loosen up. You know, some people listen to this show, right? So they have no idea. What you're, okay. Hold on. If you're hearing a bunch of crashing, it's because our producer has never, I've never physically been, been on set until today. He's like Bubble Boy getting out of the bubble. Yeah. And if you're not listening to a bunch of crashing, it's because our producer is really good and he edited it all out after. It all depends on him, really. Yeah. I think he's testing. I'm his, not editing. He's challenging anything. himself. Are you putting your hands up like a mime? Like if you're trapped in a box? I'm, what bu is I'm Bubble Boy. <laughs> That's not... I, I know I know who Bubble Boy is. Okay, okay. <laughs> the one from Seinfeld or the one from Oh I the Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Yeah. Both. Both. They're not Both? the same character. Jake yeah, aren't they the same? Well technically. I think the bubble boy in Seinfeld is supposed to be based on a real life bubble boy. And I but I don't think that Jake Gyllenhaal movie is based on like a real life. It's not? Bubble. I thought that was the same character. Yeah. You thought that was like an autobiographical like story about Not like a real, real but kid. I thought they just made a, like a character several, off of the Seinfeld character. Isn't there several bubble boys? Yeah, there's several bubble boys, but I think But there's the, one bubble boy. <laughs> <laughs> the bubble. And boy. now we've come to the the root of our episode, the bubble boy. Yep. Today's episode 
is brought to you by Bubble <laughs> Bubble Boy. Bubble Gum Shrimp. Bubble Joe. Wait, can we get sued for that? Bazooka Joe. Okay. Yeah. Let's change topics. Yeah, no, I, I think it's parody. I think it falls under fair okay, use. Okay, good, good. Yeah, that's what I say every time I make photocopies in my classroom. Um, it's parody. <laughs> my class is just a joke. Um, you guys didn't answer. I wouldn't drink Crystal Bay. I'd start drinking water. What would you change, Dan? You really put him on the spot there, man. You probably yeah, would have. Like, I wasn't ready. What would think, you change? Do you think, I'm talking about in your position, do you think that you would have been like either try to excel and skip a grade or get held back a grade so that you didn't have to graduate during COVID? I mean, I, I guess I did uh, underachieve. <clears throat> I probably could have skipped. Probably could have. Were you clearing your throat or were you being like a sarcastic, like, no, I, I actually <clears throat> had, underachieved? No, I actually had something in my throat. Oh, okay. But he wouldn't. Why would he be held back? <laughs> what? Why would he be held? Why would he hold himself back in order not to graduate? If he COVID? knew the COVID if year, he knew, but no, but the year after was worse. the year after was worse. So, how would you feel change? about getting held back twice? <laughs> <laughs> he would have excelled. He'd know everything great, yeah. twice as good as he does now. <laughs> I don't even tell him to go back so that he knows what's going to happen yeah. in the future. I just tell him, yeah, just stay. Oh, you can't mess with your past self, though. No, okay, okay. What, what, no, what time travel is this? Because, like, am I going back into my previous body? Or am I, like, is there two me's? There's two you's. There's two me's? Yeah. Is it weird that I imagined you as, like, those Nintendo me's? Like, there's two <laughs> there's little two. me's. Like, they don't have fingers. They're just... <laughs> Sometimes they do, depending on the game. I'd I spend guess. way too long, like, designing those. You're... Your avatar on Nintendo Switch is still your me to this day. I mean, he looks like me. I don't even know how you did that, to be honest with you. Neither do I. Yes, sir. I knew. God that's what it was. Time. I went back in time. Yeah, fair. You mentioned time travel. And I guess that's the crux of what we're going to talk about here today. <clears throat> we've been reflecting on the past year, now that we've started a new year, 2023. Did I get that one right? 23? Yes. Okay. Um, the past couple of episodes we reviewed last year and we looked forward to predict to the future last week, but now we want to kind of hone in on the idea of not just looking back like we've been doing recently, but actually going back and taking action. And I think this manifests in fiction in the time travel stories, uh, that we read and watch uh, particularly the tv and film that has to do with kind of going back to the past and changing the events i guess the first question i would ask is why is it so fascinating to see a character or a story that involves going back and attempting to address issues of the past i mean because everyone thinks like what if right mm. everyone like, obviously, you ask me, like, what would I change? I don't want to, like, come in here and just drop, like, a super personal answer. Mm -hmm. But, like, everyone has that one thing they would go back oh, to. Oh, I change. thought you were about to Yeah, do what's it. your super yeah, personal no, answer? we want yeah. you to do that. I'm not giving anything. We can get personal. No, I'm not. But I'm not getting, like, that oh, oh, okay. So. Ah, okay. Okay, I get it. <laughs> the one time Dan's gonna actually gonna bleep something out of that. Okay. So, anyways, okay, but go ahead. You said. But yeah, no, else. like, uh, 
everyone has that one regret. I mean, that you think about like, oh, if I could go back, I would fix it. You think so? so? Uh, yeah. You think everybody has that one regret? I think everyone has at least something that you would go back and fix. Do you not? I think I have like 172. I don't know how. It was a oddly specific one. number. <laughs> I, I keep a long list of them and I journal. You guys don't journal? I've been journaling ever since Link convinced me to journal on this show. This uh, Link journal? Since the Batman episode. I don't know if he journals or he just like promotes journaling. <laughs> I like to think he. I, I He's just, a journal promoter. <laughs> yeah. He's just out on the beach being like, hey, do you journal? Do you, here's some prompts. You should journal tonight. Yeah. Start here. Instead of a club promoter, he's just yeah, like he's a, a journal, journal promoter. promoter. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, check out this journal. He just the cares. first one's on me. It's like a seven day journal. <laughs> it's late, it's, it's ladies' night and guys' night. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I think I have a ton of things of regrets. I don't know if there's like a big one. I'd have to think about it actually because I had I hadn't considered it. Gabe, you think there's like that one big? Yeah. <laughs> just just yeah okay it's it's too early to yeah no we just there's no never mind i can't say that word um yeah it's too early okay uh i don't know i don't know if i mean i'm sure there's a lot of things i wish i can go back and do over but if you had that one if you had one shot if i had one you shot know exactly what it would be I'd, yeah yeah and i feel like at least everyone has a like one thing for yours is it like you don't have to say what it is but is yours like having to do with the person or has to do with like a, like a decision that you make you no know, it has like, to do with like a person is it criminal but it's not like is it <laughs> would you be legally liable if you were no, to? okay there's no dead bodies anywhere okay i, I mean feel the need to i say mean that. i feel like there's a lot of dead do bodies do you have a big one i can't think of one <laughs> is that bad <laughs> <laughs> that's come on guys Woo! This is a. I love the office. Um, an, we're all adults continue. here. Um, I can't think if I have a big one. I <laughs> just don't know sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I have a lot, a lot of smaller ones. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think I have a lot of small regrets, but like, is there no? Like I mean, one, like, like one thing. I don't know. Is a blind spot for me? I don't know. Should I? No. Well, maybe you just. I think maybe I'm, I just make all the right decisions. No, well. okay, I, I think, okay, okay, okay. I think well. what it is is a lot of times. I mean, this is a gross generalization, but I think a lot of times a lot of people have that one regret. That one regret being a person. I think you have your person. For me, it was like the way I handled a situation with a with no. A person. I don't know. You stared right at me and said, "I have my person," and I'm thinking, right. "Should I? Friendship Should I you lost? Are you thinking of someone? Your your wife? Oh, I thought you meant like." Everyone has that one person they regret, and you have your person. Yeah. You looked at me, and I, was, <laughs> and I was like, "I do. I have that one person I regret. I don't. You know who it is." I was like, "Yeah. Do you know something I don't? Could you please tell me off the air?" No. Okay. Oh, you think so? You think it's mostly romantic? No, mostly. But I think mine's not romantic. I think for a lot. I mean, a lot of the times that, that I've talked, I'm to people, so intrigued now. A lot of times that I've talked to people, it, it has been something like that. Mm -hmm. I can see that. For me, I think it's just a choice. It's a decision that I made. But yeah, And I think even then, even like alluding to that, I think I could relate to that to a certain point. Like you said, like now I'm older and I'm happily married. And it's like, oh, yeah, not so much. But yeah. I think that too, like I think there probably has been big regret moments, whether it be uh, romantic or career 
or maybe something that I did, but then like over time, you kind of figure out how the pieces fall into place. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and you're like, you know what? I guess it just was a learning experience. I don't know if I would go back and do anything differently. Which is not a conducive um, point to make this early in the conversation about time travel, but I went ahead and made it anyways. You mentioned regret. Regret a lot of times, I think, is is that motivating factor for going back and trying to undo the past. Hmm. What are some examples of that that come to mind? Like media examples? Yeah, yeah, like media examples. Since you guys don't want to talk about your personal lives, which I totally Okay, respect. we we can get into it, but like I'm not going to get into no. the one I have in mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Of course. But like in media <laughs> <laughs> um So like fixing regret? I think so, yeah. When we think time travel, what's the first film that comes to mind? Back to the Future. Back to the Future. What's the what's the impetus there? Like, why go back? What is what needs to be to save Doc? To save Doc. Yeah, we were talking about this when we were kind of like brainstorming this episode, and you told me to save Doc, and I was like, "That's why." But I guess yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah, because at the beginning of the film, he gets shot by terrorists. That does happen. That's, yeah, that's, you don't really think about that. There was a point in time for a while that I, like, I try to picture Doc, Mm -hmm. and it's just like, just a picture of Rick Sanchez. Uncle Fester. Oh. Rick Sanchez? Oh, you mean from Rick and Morty? I don't know why that sounded like a Florida politician. (laughs) (laughs) Could be like a baseball player, like a politician. Rick Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you for explaining that one. There you go. All right. Yeah, so from Rick and Morty. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just his face. What do you mean you up. don't know why? He's based yeah, on him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a but parody. This thing, like parody. thinking of of Doc, like I'm just Rick Sanchez just pops up. Like I can't get shot picture down Doc. by terrorists? No, of like <laughs> just doing every heinous crime he does. Oh, you think that like you Rick has sullied your vision of who Doc is? Yes. And I you think that Doc is like a terrible person. Yeah. Doc is like salt of the earth. Until I got until I swear I gotta watch the movie again. Movies. It's been a while. He's the sweetest been. man. Yeah. What what else? What other movies? Uh Endgame? Ah. Endgame's a big one. That's that's interesting too, because it's kind of one. it has to do with like going back and writing your wrongs, like where your failure mm-hmm. lies. I like Endgame the way it operates in Endgame because they're not going back to change what happened. But they're going back to the past to take from it to change what happens next. Does that make sense? Yeah, because it's not like they're just ta- they're just taking things that like only exist at that point in time and then bringing it back to their present, right? I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I guess future. That's an interesting because they come take back later, on, but they come back. Travel. Yeah, I always thought that was a. It was an interesting take, interesting take, which is funny when you get an interesting take nowadays because. It's hard to get an interesting take on anything, I think. Especially from time travel. Yeah. I think even when like when I was growing up and even when you guys were growing up, you'll you'll see something and even if it's been done in the past, you're not as exposed to um the stories of the past. You know, you don't you don't have like every movie ever at your disposal. <clears throat> you kind of do now. So you're exposed to a lot more media at a much more rapid pace. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that especially if you're into like film and television, you can go back and experience those movies. It's really hard to break out from the formula because, you know, you grow up watching a lot of the same stuff that generations before you mm-hmm. have. I think history is like that, too. You you can learn so much more about the history of the world and the events that have taken place and those patterns that emerge. It's almost like if something happens today, like, for example, the COVID-19 pandemic just a few years ago or some kind of like political rhetoric that rises in a campaign. It's like you're inundated with like, oh, this happened here, here, here and there. Like people are constantly writing and bringing up those parallels historically. Mm -hmm. And you kind of see those patterns emerging in a way that since you're directly connected to media, through social media, through news outlets, et cetera, you can kind of see those patterns more so than you did in the past because you kind of have to figure all that out for yourself. Yeah, that's more like a lot of it. I think it's like trends. Yes, yes. Trends in society, more than just like even just like fashion trends, but like political trends, um, societal trends. I think it's a really good point. I didn't think about it that way. And that's really interesting what you said, trends, not just fashion. Yeah, well, that's what we used to think as something fashionable. Now there's fashionable everything, right? Like even ideas are fashionable. And the way that people present them and the way that it's like, it's like a marketing campaign for every little thing is to get that idea in someone's head, to get that idea in someone's hands. Yeah. Hmm. nostalgia plays a big role of that too because we've talked about nostalgia on the show various times about how like trying to draw back to the toys of the past the experiences of the past and those kind of like you said trends real life operates like that now too it's like what makes you feel like you did before in Mm -hmm. another time in your life oh wow it just it just got up you know when you said save doc i was thinking when i think of back to the future why do we go back to the future i go back to like why doc created the time machine to begin with mm-hmm. what, what do you guys why think? why yeah why do you think that why did we even begin the process of going back in time what do you think is doc's motivation in back to the future what do you think is Doc's motivation? Okay, obviously you guys. Yeah, no, I, I, I have nothing for that. I mean, uh, like, I guess you could say, like, oh, was he married? Was Doc married? No, because he doesn't like meet his wife till the third. Till the third, one. exactly. Yeah. So, I, I think it's just because he could. I think it's just. Oh no, Jurassic Park. This is your reminder. To watch Back to the Future this weekend. Yeah. Or week. Whenever you listen to this. So that's what I'm gonna do. Mondays at seven a.m. <laughs> yeah those people Start that are just right. they have the the countdown clock on and they're like they're waking up they're getting out of bed and they're like <laughs> oh two minutes two minutes till <laughs> it drops and then they realize i've had a long day and i fell he doesn't care I, I, <laughs> I fell asleep on the keyboard that only happened once this season okay to to your credit um but i think i think in many ways it's kind of that scientific process of if we can do it, we must. I think hubris has a part to do with it. Mm. Like, man must break the process to prove that he can break the process. And I think, I think that's, like we said, I don't think Doc is wrong for doing that because he's a scientist. And that's what a scientist is meant to do. See what the next frontier is. And for us, time, time is conceptual, right? It's an idea. I don't really know if, you can um, really manipulate it the way that they do in movies. You never saw In Time, bro? Real. 
is that that Justin Timberlake movie mm-hmm. with Amanda Seyfried? Did I get her name right? Yes. Apologies to Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried seaweed. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was a rough ninety minutes. But <laughs> get it because they have that time on their wrists. Oh, that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How could you forget? Oh, and they're like Bonnie and Clyde at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. Spoilers. Uh, who cares? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that movie sucks. <laughs> I'm sure they both worked hard wherever oh, you are. That was Justin Timberlake, wasn't it? I love it that everything was. was just flooding back. I'm, I'm slow today. Okay. It's a good thing you chose today to come into this. Just taking his time. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, hey, no rush. We've got time. Is there things in our lives? <laughs> is there things in our lives that you, you think we do just because we can do them? Yeah. Yes. Yes? Yes. I don't know. It's hard because it's like in that fictional universe, it's like they have that talent. But I mean, in real life, Pete, there are professionals, there are people that um, are so good at what they do that they can like break records. They can push the boundaries. They mm-hmm. can find that next big thing. And I guess it's hard to put into perspective like for like just, you know, normal people that, you know, live their lives and that they're not like, I don't know, necessarily chasing something. It doesn't have to be something grand and extraordinary, but I think it, for me at least, um, like I'm a student, like I've worked, but like I'm a, I'm a student currently. And it's like my big thing right now is just to do well in school. Mm-hmm. It's not to, to find a, a new like self-sustaining crop to feed millions of people in the world. But it would be nice if you could get on that because <laughs> that would be crazy because uh, yeah. all the birds are dying. That's true. Um, I think, yeah, I think going back to like your, the hubris, the hubris point <laughs> is, um, I think people, I think a lot of people do that. I think a lot of people like do things just because they can. And sometimes like, how do you classify that? Is that the wrong reason? Is that the right reason? That's what I, well, that's what I think we're here to explore. Um, like I said, it's doc's job to do it, but is it something that should be done? done? I mean, I think, well, I mean, well, at the end of the first movie. What, are you going to say everything the, works out? Because it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't. And I think that, the like, the point is, like, don't do it. But then he gets his happily ever after in the third one. So do it? <laughs> if you can, do it. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot can go wrong. Yeah, but a lot can go wrong. Obviously, it's like a series of pop culture films. So, I mean, like. We're not gonna kill I mean, Doc at the end, and I mean no, that's like know, and, and like fall into a dystopian future. No, I mean like that's like going into um like the end game point where like Tony discovers like Tony finds a way to time travel, but he is so hesitant to like even acknowledge it or tell people, but he feels an obligation to go back to save the people that got lost because he can. Because if you can use it for good, it must be wrong not to. Oof. Because yeah, and I mean that, that even that like going going back to um, there's like that quote that that Peter Parker says in in Civil War. Yeah, when he's talking to Tony, and he's like, "When you can do the things that I can do, um, but you don't, and then the bad things happen, they happen because of you." And it's like, it's like that that has you have that moral obligation when you have power to protect people to to help people, then you should. Yeah, and that can be distilled, like you said, in the microcosm of it. It may not be, you know, 
a self-sustaining crop, but in your classroom, in your workplace, in wherever it is that you find yourself, that, that inaction that leads to, you know, problem. Well, yeah. To problems. Oh, yeah. Right. Especially for, for others. Right. And for ourselves as well. No, I mean, like you think of situations where like you could have said something, you should have said something, but you didn't and something happened. And mm -hmm. that's something you have to live with. But like in your life, right? With that one person. Yeah. But you want to expand on that? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm be, I was trying to get him the whole time. No, I'm not expanding on that. Um, for the Patreons. We got to raise the prices. And we'll <laughs> yeah, if I say it, it's going up to $100 a month. This month only. Then we delete it and then it's gone regular prices. Yeah, and then regular prices. Um, sometimes when we go back and we look at the past, we try to revisit. And, but sometimes we can get stuck living in the past. And sometimes our lives become this like time loop. Dormammu have come to bargain. <laughs> how does, how, these are instances, this is an example of something that happens in these types of films and in these stories. How does that relate to us in the real world? Um, when they, I think, feel like when these stories are presented um, to us, like being stuck in a time loop and do over and doing things over again, you kind of get the sense like there's a reason or like you're trying to figure out what is the reason. Right. Why are you stuck here? Which is kind of like... Because sometimes you get stuck and as much as you pull, you pull, you pull out, you, you can't get loose. Um, I feel like as many times that like you're in it, you try to, I don't know, like it's, it feels like there's something controlling the reason like why you're going back and forth. Like you're going in it. Like a suit. Yeah, like a supernatural reason. like entity or power or being or whatever because it's like, why is time, why is the world revolving around what I need to do? Like what I need to mm -hmm. learn, what I need to figure out, what I need to solve. Which is like, going back to hubris and selfish and pride. <laughs> Just being like, I don't know. I feel like that like, the more I think about it, because back then when I watched those stories, it's just like, oh, this is like a fun adventure. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a point like to waste time that has a valuable lesson at the end of it. But then the more I think about it, it's like, realistically, even though none of it is realistic. Yeah. Like, why? Like, what's controlling this? Why is this actually happening? Yeah. I know in one of them, there's like, what is it? Live, die, repeat. Well, formerly known as the edge of tomorrow formerly based on the it, manga yeah. all, all you need, you need, is, all you need is kill so many name changes that they went back in i time think the official title zero. now it made more money as live die repeat than it did as edge of tomorrow okay um what what, what is your preferred choice i think live from? die repeat is a better edge of tomorrow is generic i agree all you need is kill the original title is also kind of yeah, like yeah it doesn't really weird. tell you what the movie's about okay yeah. never mind sorry carry on no, no, that's no. You're here to interject, by the way, and and like spruce up, add some life to this conversation. Because without Link here, it's just we're all like getting sad and stuff. I have to tell a joke. Yeah, you do. Think of one. All right. Anyways, continue, Gabe. Get back to me. That's you, the joke. No. Oh. <laughs> Get back to me. Um, I think it also like live that repeat. There was also that trend in like T-shirts that said like um. Was it like uh, Jim Ten Laundry from uh, Jersey oh, Shore, yeah. or was it um, Suplex Repeat? Yeah, something. It was like oh, something Repeat. Or, <laughs> it was uh, like a trend. It's like Wake Eat Suplex Repeat. Yeah, and um, 
So in that movie, there's like a reason. Live free or die hard. There's like a reason, like the That's science. Not one of them. <laughs> the science behind it, like there's like an explosion or something, and like uh-huh. there's like a time component where that there's like a like a in their world scientific reason why that's happening Mm -hmm. like in that in that aspect i get why that makes sense but like i don't even remember groundhog day remember groundhog i mean i think that's my favorite example of it you never you never get a reason as to why i kind of like that but it's perfect i don't think there needs to be a reason so as a young person that always frustrated me because i i don't know like i just always felt like i needed answers to something to like to it to be explained as I get older, like, what is it, like, Inception? I love that movie. Pissed me off. I didn't know if it was real. Like, if it actually, like, at that point, it's like, because I know Christopher Nolan likes to, like, leave it up into interpretation. Yeah. I hate that crap. I hated that crap. When I got older, I was like, oh, I can see the beauty in this. I can see, like, the artistic choice and, and how, like, I don't know, maybe, like, that's the thing. My perspective changed. Yeah. And I was able to appreciate that more. But... Yeah, Groundhog Day, that's another one. I was just always like... Man, I think my favorite thing about Groundhog Day is it's kind of like... <clears throat> you never actually know what he had to do. Mm-hmm. There was no specific yeah, thing. Even after the solution, yeah, right? Yeah, even after. He, he doesn't even really know why. But after he lived that day to its fullest, he was free. Oh, that was beautiful. We should just wrap up. That was deep. But we still got a little bit to talk about. Um, another technically well tenant's like that right tenant is like that yeah well because tenant well tenant is different in the sense that if i'm not mistaken it's, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy yes yes an ever what, an everlasting loop of time an everlasting gobstopper <laughs> because like by the end of it you realize that you're really only beginning the end is only the beginning. And it's like and there's one much bigger blowing loop my mind thinking going about around it. a much bigger loop. That movie's kind of full of I'm, I'm so oh that's right. You didn't like Tenet. I, I gave it a seven, okay? Yeah, that's, that's not, not like it. See? I know that was okay for you. Yeah, not even like not even like a seven point two five, seven point three six. Don't don't I know you always uh I don't go by the American school system when I'm grading a movie. Okay, so a by seven is not a C. Seven is a C. It's literally smack right there in the average. No. Okay. <laughs> I will not elaborate. What do you think real life is like? Do you think real life is more like we have an explanation or real life is like up to interpretation? I think it's interpretation, but some people might interpret it as we have an answer. Well, I mean, but I agree though, because you don't really know, but you know, like, I think you all probably have your ending to Groundhog Day, right? Like you, I mean, you all have your explanation, so to speak. I guess you could make your assumptions about it, but I, more like Inception where like, you know if it's real or not, right? Deep down in your heart, is it, is it real or not? It's real to me. It's still real to you? It, is it not real to you? Ah, it is real to me. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, it's real to you, right? I haven't watched uh, Inception in a long time. No, he gave it a C. Yeah, he gave it a seven. Yeah, I gave it a seven. What's a C to you out of 10? I don't know. Don't put me on the a spot. Five, a five is a C to you? Yeah. That makes sense. Right down the middle. Didn't even write, no, that's five. that's half of it is bad. How could that possibly be No, but be right you're going the by the fact that one to 50% is bad. No, 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 no. I'm going by the fact that, no. like, no, listen. I don't want to talk about, no, we've, no, no. we've forget spent about, no, no, air no, time forget about, on this. Forget about the American school system. Let's lay that aside, right? 10 units, right? A score of one to 10, right? 
If I eat a burrito and half of it is bad, that burrito is bad. That burrito is not okay. Like, oh, so delicious. Oh, this part made me sick. That burrito is bad. It's not. But there's still kind things of bad to burrito. Enjoy. It's a five. <laughs> it was like, oh, the tomatoes were good. I got sick and had to call out the next day. That's a. That's I don't think a five burrito is giving you a, that level of sickness. A five burrito is half bad. Yeah, but when you say bad, is it like. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. Leave me alone. Okay. I think one to five does not necessarily mean F from that. So what you're saying is you're willing to settle for less. That's what you're saying. Dang, man. What do you mean? Your burritos suck. Maybe I had a crappy burrito. (laughs) Okay. And maybe I liked it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Maybe I like the crappy burrito. Justice for Danny's crappy burrito. Maybe I like the rice, but the tortilla (laughs) is not as good. Is it flour or corn? For a burrito? Yeah. It's got to be flour. Yeah, for corn tortilla. Yeah, they don't they make have one. that. They do, yeah. Where? <laughs> <laughs> Did you lie? Did you just lie yeah, to me? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'm sure somewhere there is a corn burrito tortilla. It doesn't have the, the strength. <laughs> no, no, it falls apart. But someone it did do, it, it though. It doesn't have the strength. Because they could. So they oh. did. <laughs> now, time travel is not something we can actually do, right? Although I had a friend once sit me down and explain to me that if we created a helmet that combined the right crystals together, we could use that to connect with the frequency of time and swim up it like a river. In order to return to a past point, there might be some truth to that. <laughs> well, I'm <What>? sorry. <laughs> well, it's it's simple. It the crystals it's align. It's physics. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the crystals align. Is your this is a friend? And you, yeah, this is a friend. Have you visited really him in the mental institution? <laughs> is your friend Christopher Nolan? You know what? There's a lot of brilliant people in mental institutions all around the country. You're right. That was me. That was very insensitive of you. Just like um, another person who hides their face when they're on the show. I mean, not our show. Oh, yeah. Wait. <laughs> oh. We, we deleted that episode. Um. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> we were talking about time travel. We are talking about getting stuck in the past. That time loop. Repeating. Do you think there's ever been a time, a moment in your life where you were stuck in the past or living in a time loop, so to speak? Oh, man. School can get monotonous. Oh, monotony is a big one. Yeah. I think a lot of people suffer from that. Yeah, you feel stuck because you're in that routine of just like get up, work, school, go to sleep, and that's it. Yeah. And it sucks. I think it also like, it also is how you frame it, how you see it too. Because there's certain, there's something, well, for me personally, there's something like great. Oh, we're getting personal. About the, uh, like about that type of monotony. monotony? Listen, listen to the personal. Well, and, I mean, it's like it's like the grind, right? It's like why you go to the gym. It's, it's like you, you hit just it that that way. structure, and you and you you go day in and day out, and you put in work. Um, You're making me want to get up and go to the gym now. Let's put in the Maybe work. You should. All right. Um, <laughs> I think we got time. I think so. Um, no, no, no. I there's some like there's just times where it's like I feel like not necessarily like a loop, but I feel like 
I'm everywhere. And me being everywhere does not contribute to me doing anything. Mm. There's sometimes for, I mean, that's not the mm. same case for everybody. I feel like sometimes in like the way that you look at it, the way that you shape it, it's like how you look at a certain situation, how you look at where you are in life. And if you are like in this cycle, it's not necessarily mean that it has to be bad. It's I mean, like, cause at the end of the cycle, there's that thing you've been working. I mean, you always want right? to like, you always want something like to look forward to for sure. But when you're in it, I think it's, I think it's something special to like be aware, like not just, you know, go on autopilot mode. Cause when you're going on autopilot mode, it's like, you're not really living. You're just kind of existing and doing the same thing over and over again. But it's like, if you're conscious and intentional about everything that you're doing every day, it's like you, there, I don't know. There's just, for me, there's meaning in, in a lot yeah, of that How stuff. do you spice up the day to day? Well, not spice up. How do you spice make up it? sounds. <laughs> how do you make the day to day meaningful? I try to think question. of a appropriate word to follow that comment up with. And, and there was none. one. Yeah. Could it come yeah. up? Yeah. But yeah, and that's the thing. But at the same time, too, it's like by that same token, it's like you see the other side. It's it can get boring. Like sometimes you do need something that, you know, lifts you up a bit because you depending on like your state of mind, you could be down, you could be sad. And, you know, going through the same things might not be helpful for some people. It might for some people, for some people, it won't be. Routine is important, but not falling into routine is also important. Yeah. Yeah, breaking breaking cycles in order to renew them. And it's it's interesting to hear you, especially that comment about not trying to be everywhere. Um, from you in your in your twenties. I wish I would have known that at your age. I think that's a lesson that took me a really long time to learn. Cause I think when you're young, you want to do everything. You want to be everywhere. You want and you feel like it either it's your responsibility or it's your responsibility to yourself. Like I need to, you know, take the bull by the horns and oh, yeah. wasted time is, you know, there's, especially we have that like grind and hustle culture yeah. where it's like, you can do your best, like nine hours of work. And when you're out, you keep working for yourself, yeah. but you're also living a very sociable life, but you're also having an impeccable home, but you're also <laughs> traveling but you're also a great friend and a great uh, son or daughter, uh, a mother and father. Like somehow you're the super everything at the same time. And, and it's not sustainable. No. And that's the thing. It's because it's like we have all this like these ideas that like you're saying, like in your 20s, you want to be everywhere doing everything. And I had that. But the thing, at the same time, what I've noticed, what I've learned is like, that caused me major anxiety. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it was just like major FOMO from seeing like I was doing it. I was yeah. tra I've traveled a lot. I've seen a lot. I've met a lot of people, done a lot of things. And it's somehow like when I was in that mindset, it was still like, I haven't done anything. Yeah. I haven't done enough. There's always going to be something that it's like, I got to do this. I got to do this. And like, especially with, you know, like people my age being on social media and stuff like that. It's yeah. like, it's not any, it's not really like some people do it intentionally. Other people like they're just living their lives, but you have such instant connection to seeing like you're so, like such a personal window into other people's lives it's just like yeah. you're kind of like people say living vicariously through someone yeah. else you're living vicariously through thousands of different people and it's a, it's a skewed window too because you're also seeing the fun and exciting the best parts of it yeah. yeah so you're like oh man my life every day should be like this episode of a show where i'm doing this and this and this and that but you're only seeing the exciting and, and when it's not like am i a failure Am I like missing exactly. out? Am like yeah? You just get FOMO and, and it's, oh, I thought you were asking. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> am I? Um, 
But that's the voice I hear back always. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, no, you're doing good. No. Like, am I a failure? Yes. Like, that's the but, first thought that And comes that's to the mind. thing. I think a lot of it is is just no one. Like, you have your friends. You have your close people. Like, you have, like, you know, your talks. And you can, like, share this stuff with. But I feel like a lot of the times you got to pull yourself out of that. And I know, like, a lot of, like, it could be hard. But a lot of it, I think, is mindset and how you frame it. Because... Not everyone's going to know how you're feeling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think like obviously communicating, speaking up, but also being real with yourself. Yeah. And, and I think there's levels to it too. Cause it's like, for example, me who's married, I think my wife is that first person, but even to get to that first step, I need to be willing to talk about exactly. it. Exactly. And there is definitely a period. And sometimes it's not a short one where like I have to come to terms with it before I can even verbalize it out loud because a part of you is just like, if I don't talk about it, it's not real, you know? And then even more so, like you said, you have your friends and your family that you're close to. That FOMO, that FOMO is so is so ever-present today mm-hmm. because I think it's been weaponized. I think people use it. I think companies use it to market. I think... Uh, it's become fashionable. Yeah. And they throw it at you. And mm-hmm. because it's like, now it's like, you need this product to do this. You need this experience to do this. And it's just like a, a marketing ploy. Yeah, I feel that all the time, by the way. When I think of a problem, I immediately think of the product that's going to yeah. solve the problem. I was like, like how, okay, I, like I have an issue. Oh, I'm going to go on Amazon. Let me fix my Absolutely. Issue. Like, I'll give you an example. I was playing Jackbox Party Pack the other day, right? And I was drawing on my phone. And I was like, this would be so much easier with a stylus. I let like two days sleep on it and I ordered a stylus. <laughs> and, and I was like, because I'm going to play it again. And that stylus is going to help me out. It's only $3. And that's like a pretty innocent example yeah like people spend hundreds because they think it'll fix their lives mm-hmm. but even then so like hundreds yeah thousands thousands yeah. yeah yeah well in the pandemic i was like that was like i need a better sound system and i need lights that sync with my. that was me man TV. during the pandemic i was like i want a new tv i want a new monitor yeah, so i just started like going on facebook marketplace and started flipping stuff and like i didn't even do any of that stuff and like, like I, I furnished like a brand new like entertainment system. You still have that video capture card that we're gonna use? <laughs> no, I never bought that. Oh, you never did buy no, it. Oh, okay, oh, stay okay, strong. But there's also that. There's the. I, I bought have, everything else though. <laughs> but you buy solutions for future problems too. You're like, I'm not even doing that. But but let me get this now. So convinced because I'm gonna get it. Yeah, you convince yourself that you need it, and yeah. you, in reality, you really don't. Like, and someone's probably who's listening to the show is gonna get angry just hearing about the story. But it's like I bought like the you know the NES like the <laughs> micro mini console because mm-hmm. I bought the SNES one and I hacked it and it was the first system I hacked for myself. I mean, just to play with it. Then I put it right back to manufacturer um state and i did not download any roms <laughs> on it it's just exactly how nintendo sent it to me the first time so then i got the nes one and i'm like oh, i'm gonna do it again but i didn't care enough to do it again <laughs> and i think it's been like three years or more even and it's just a box sitting in my closet sure it was 40 bucks but 40 bucks is 40 bucks and like you said people do it with thousands of dollars people do it with hundreds of dollars and and that's important too but those little micro transactions they're not just a thing in a video game. They're things in our regular lives. Like, no. that's they, part they of up. like the, yeah, they add up and they don't just add up in like the money going out of your bank account. They also add up in like the little pieces of you that stay with the things that you own. It's like the quote in Fight Club, right? The, sometimes the things you own end up owning you. Mm, yeah. And everything that we buy 
it's like we worked, we put a piece of ourselves into that thing. And the more stuff that's just stacked up in the corner, it's like the more of us that's just stacked up in the corner. And I was going on a social media fast um, for this month. And I don't have a ton of social media. So for me, it was mostly like Reddit. I uh, I deactivated um, my Twitter permanently because of Elon Musk. Because I kept getting, you know, DM notifications. And I get, <laughs> got, get excited. And when you press the badge, there's nothing there. <laughs> Fix Twitter, all right? Please hire someone to work at Twitter. But regardless, I thought, you know, I don't really have social media. Because that's the only thing I have. And I barely ever use Twitter. I'm just read on Reddit. I find myself physically bored in times of the day. Because it was so second nature to me. To be, yeah. Yeah. That I, I'm reading more. I used to think I didn't have time to read. I'm reading more. Not because, oh, look at me, I'm reading. I literally don't have anything else to do. Like, I, I, I have, like, certain things that I need to read at a certain pace. I'm blowing past them because it's like, I don't, what else am I supposed to be doing? And you don't realize how much of that, your, my screen time went down dramatically. No. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, because there's to be times where it's like, I feel like, oh, I really need to focus sometimes. And I'll just delete Instagram because Instagram's yeah. so, like you said, second nature, like, the my reflexes to like when i know where it is and just like open like to open my phone like i'll just open it and then obviously unlock and then know like know exactly where it is click and the just fact that you're like it's instantaneous and then you like struggled with it it's right now it's freaking mic <laughs> um no but like going to it is so second nature that when i delete it and it's not there and i'm like i catch myself so like so often muscle memory just going straight to it and then yeah, like yeah. oh it's yeah. not here what am i doing put my phone down yeah because for me i don't know why this is a weird thing because i um i i don't actually go to the icon i scroll down and type in re mm -hmm. to pull it up i must do that eight times a day every day this month i just type yeah. in re and nothing comes up and i'm like except red circle so i just <laughs> i just i pour just over our stats. i pull over our stats yeah like at least once a day because i was like I'm going to click the first thing that comes when I press when I press RE on it. And the ironic part is I was like, I don't have anything to do. I started pulling up our Instagram for the show, Instagram, our TikTok for the show. And then like I got kind of in a like I was doing it for a little bit. I was like, oh, this is what it feels like. Yeah. And I was like, nope, putting all this stuff away. Yeah, because, it's a dangerous hole. Yeah, it's it's crazy how it's crazy how easy it is to fall into these these holes these traps get stuck in these time loops mm -hmm. right to be in and, one place in the feeds yeah and just six hours later you're still in that same place it's it's harrowing it messes with your head yeah i thought you were gonna follow up with no i was going to but yeah Go ahead. Just what? no <laughs> it messes with your head it messes with your head excuse me i'm gonna follow like, up like uh, it does I mean, do you Get depression, anxiety just from sitting yeah. there, being on your phone. And that's the thing that it's those kind of things. And we talk about this a lot, but it's like, how do you not talk about it? Um, anxiety, depression, they're at an all time high. And I think it's part of it is that there's an awareness. So we know how to like label it and identify it. But also there's mechanisms that are like predatory to make sure that you're at an all time high because the more uncomfortable and the more dissatisfied you are, the more likely you are to engage and consume. Even, even like with our phones, I know that there was a, um, man, I'm trying to remember who actually did it. There was a, a friend of ours that was showing us that if you change the 
color scheme when you're like most people have iPhones or a lot of people have iPhones. Um, yeah, not most. Not, not most. Not I don't most, know what those statistics are. Not most. A lot of people have iPhones and I'm sure you can do this on, on Androids and other, and other types of phones. But um, if you change the, the color scheme of the phone to like monochromatic, like just have it black and white, people like after a while, people get so disinterested and going to their phones because the colors ah. like the vibrancy of the colors and how they are how they're all situated have like this addictive quality that makes you want to go to it each and every time and so like like i tried doing it for like a week and i was like well like it's terrible like i hate looking at my phone when that when it was on but how do i do that yeah i'm gonna do that i think it's like in settings and you have to go to um I don't know if it's we're gonna workshop it right here on air <laughs> this I'm is pretty sure it's accessibility accessibility you're gonna you're really gonna hate looking at your phone though oh that's what uh, i want that's what i want yeah you're doing um, me a favor where is it danny tell your joke <laughs> come on man we <laughs> queued you up you've had like 30 minutes Dude, i wasn't thinking about it if i could go back in time i would <laughs> you would have prepared yeah, some material you realize that you were sitting in link's chair for this episode the pressure's on when you're sitting here yeah it is when he's basically the, he's what I like to call the heart and soul of the show. I agree. Yeah. You're the hands and feet, Dan. <laughs> I thought Dan was the brain. I don't, I don't know. That might be a bit much. <laughs> yeah, because then you're giving me too much credit. Yeah, I, like, I don't come I like to think either. I'm the brain. Is, it, I don't, is that too, oh, yeah. is that too conceited? Is that like. Yeah, too, yeah, that too, is, that, that's way too Can conceited. we be two halves of is the it, brain? Are you offended if you're the brawn? No. Gabe? I'm, I'm, the, I'm the Crocs. George, are we two halves of the brain? All right. I'll take that. Okay, how about this? Is it conceited if me being the brain is like... Me. He's ignored my <laughs> request to be two sides of the brain. Okay, which side? It depends which side, left or right. You're the analytical side. I'm the creative side. Okay, our guest here is just waving that that's not a real thing anymore. But is that it, not a real thing? No, but it works on a metaphorical but, but, aspect. Okay. okay, People understand what we're talking about. Yes, come okay? on. You've got to look so to the past. You've got to look sorry. to the ideas of the past in order to understand our present, okay? So I think you'd be the left brain. I'd be the right brain. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But also, is it is it still conceited if I say I'm like in The Princess Bride, I'm Vizzini? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the brain. And then like he's Fezzik. So he's like Andre the Giant. And then and then you're, you're Inigo Montoya. Wait, yeah, the hands and feet. No, yeah. I want to be Nigel Montoya. I'm sorry, you. It right. doesn't. It doesn't apply. I just want to be Nigel Montoya. <laughs> and then Link. I don't know what Link is. Oh, if he's the heart and soul, then I guess he's Wesley. That doesn't yeah. fit. You know, we're gonna have to abandon the whole thing. That but wasn't anyways, enough time for uh, you to figure out how to go how to your screen black and white. Oh, I found it. There you go. So, oh my God, I hate looking at this thing. <laughs> It's so PTSD. Good. It's probably so, so much go? easier. All right, on your so you eyes. go to accessibility. All right, accessibility, We're and here. then you're gonna go to. Did I lose it? You just did it. I have it. I have it. Oh, okay. Go to uh, accessibility and go to display and text size. Display and text size. We're doing this together. slowly so that you guys at home take on this challenge. <laughs> I'm lost. Put your phone in black and white. Oh, display. And text. You're the one who said accessibility. <laughs> Why are you you're lost? Right, you're right. You're right. You're right. Color filters, right? And then crazy. Then you go down to color filters. Color filters. Crazy. And oh. then turn on. I challenge you. You. You can even put different. To do ones. it for a week. Oh my goodness. I'm going to do, do it for one week. I'm going to do it for one week. Easy. We'll report back in one week. Yeah. I'm not doing this. This is. No, I mean, you've done this before, so this you're excused, but we're going to do it. How long did you do it for? 
like three weeks. I couldn't stand my phone. George, I, I was yeah. like tortured. George, I couldn't. Let's yeah. make a bet. Okay. Who's we the first one to turn yep, the color on? Yep, yep, yep. So beyond a week, you mean like who's the first one to crack? Aren't you gonna need like that yep. for school or something? He'll yeah. get on his iPad or whatever. I have my computer. Yeah, it's not. It's not like you, you must know, now live in Pleasantville. You want to know the movie funny? where Tobey Maguire? I take, had never made love <laughs> to anyone. I take all this art, I put color, and I still have to put it in black and white because you have to focus certain areas using whites and blacks. So it doesn't matter. There's to me. a lesson in that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. There's a really a deeper thing that maybe Link would have caught. But <laughs> is he the deep thinker on the show? He's Maybe. the deep something. So, um, okay, bet. All right, shake But up. I didn't mean to like bet. Like, wait, wait we go through it. the screens? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have such a little arm. You're like Ryan Reynolds <laughs> when he gets cut. The, our listeners have no idea what's going on. I just extended my hand. Okay, if you're listening, both. maybe just for this episode, go to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and like and subscribe while you're at it and there. And stay there. Also, for all our viewers on YouTube, we know you're viewing. Can you please like follow? Can you like follow the channel? Guys, okay. come on, please. Help us out. That please. is interesting. Yeah. Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys search the show every week? <laughs> right? How do they go? I, I don't want to say I'm angry. <laughs> I'll use the word annoyed. <laughs> they they search for the channel yeah. each and every week. Like, week. Oh, They're literally searching for MacGuffin on YouTube. <laughs> every Damn. week. I don't know. I, how did we not see that one? Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe you're the brains. My name is Inigo Montoya. Sometimes when we go back and we look at the past, we lose sight of our present or even our future. Uh, I know you guys are big fans of this comedy film. Oh, everything just reminds me of a link. Um, about time. Oh, you miss him. Is that the name of the movie? About time. I love about time. That movie's so good. And I, that's the thing. I heard about this movie. I hadn't seen it come. Mm-hmm. Like I watched it way after it came out, and like I always heard about it, and I never watched it. Then one time I just sat down and watched it. And it was. I you want to give a little background for anyone who? I have uh, a great. I have a great experience with this movie. Go ahead. Because I I took a nice bath, <laughs> and then. I didn't put any clothes on. I put just a robe. In the bath? I'd hope not. No, I, I, yeah, no. I got out of the bath. Ah, okay. I have to give every step, apparently. Yeah. Well, I hey, took yeah. one step. Sometimes stories need steps. And then I her. took my left foot and took that out of the bath. Now we have a plot. And then I took my right arm. Okay, I, I put on a robe. Right. I made some, some nice dinner. And I just watched About Time by myself. And the I cried thickens. hard. Hard. Cry hard. hard. I don't cry know why harder. it struck a nerve, but the movie struck a nerve. Live I love free, that movie. Live free or cry hard. Do you want to give a little rundown of the movie? Yeah, no, you got it. No, you got it. No, you got it. You got it. No, you got it. You want to bet? What do we oh, bet? Build it together. Build it up together. Yeah, we can do it together. Okay, start it off because I completely forgot. Is Margot Robbie at the beginning? Yeah, Margot right? Robbie. He's dating her and they break up. No, he's just a friend that the <laughs> he likes her. Okay, maybe the movie sucks. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe I hated the movie. I just remember that he Margot meets, Robbie's in this movie. He yeah. meets um Christine uh, Rachel I, McAdams. You don't have to like give us a synopsis. Did you give, did you give her why, name in Doctor Strange? <laughs> yeah, this is why. <laughs> okay, according to our guest, she was driving and was decapitated. <laughs> what I got from that? Are was, you thinking we're talking about the time traveler's wife? <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, what I meant was give a rundown of the film. Ghost? It wasn't like <laughs> pottery. Oh, that was I don't know the word to no, say there. What? Um 
what I meant was not just give a rundown of like what happened, obviously, but like what's this movie about? What 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 is it like? What are some of the themes and ideas behind it? He apparently has. He read that, by the way. I saw him. <laughs> I have to no, I tried reading the synopsis. It was way too long. They okay, they right. saw it too. I'm gonna I'm gonna know. I'm gonna say like from what I remember, from what I like know about his the ability. Yeah, is that. It's like an ability that like runs in his family. Yes. Like yeah. his, like only the, the, the men. men in his oh, family. Yeah, had. Only the men. And that he can go men. he can he goes into a room, right? I think he just needs privacy. No, yeah, he just he needs chooses. to be alone. Yeah, yeah he like, be, yeah, he's really. alone and then he and he goes back and then I think he has a moment where he like Rachel McAdams' character and he misses it. Like he doesn't he doesn't make right. a choice and he misses opportunity basically with Rachel McAdams. Right. And that's something I think he he obviously carries and regrets. Um and then he finds about this. He finds out about this ability. I think on a specific birthday, his dad tells him about it. Because he's a wizard, right? Basically, that's basically what it's like it is. Ron Weasley's older brother. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Ron's older mm. brother. And they so basically, he goes back and he takes his chance with with Rachel McAdams' character. And then they have a whole. I life love that we refer to her as Rachel McAdams' character <laughs> repeatedly. I completely forgot her name. Yeah. Um. They, maybe I just gotta watch the movie again. I, I think I need. A maybe rematch. I gotta do Danny's experience of of wearing going into going to the bath with fully clothed, <laughs> then removing going them. out and then removing it, putting a robe on, and then making a nice dinner and watching this movie. I, that's another challenge for our listeners and viewers. Treat yourself. Yeah, go into the bath fully clothed. Remove your clothes once you're out of the bath. Put on a robe and, and watch. if you're in a standing shower, close the door real tight and let the water fill up around you like a tank. And try to travel to the past. You might also have the ability. Continue. Um. So basically, he has this ability and he goes back. But there's one time that he he changes. Um. He goes back and he changes things, and then it it affects him and his family. Mm-hmm. I think like he his like he, he has a different kid. Yeah, yeah. He he has a kid. And spoilers. He, he goes. Up. Yeah, spoilers. He has a kid, and then he has to go back before the kid. But then when he goes back to the future, um, he <laughs> accidentally changes the kid. Like he has a daughter. Yeah, he point. has a daughter instead of a son. I probably shouldn't be telling you this, huh? You haven't yeah. seen it. You haven't no, seen it. What I've seen it like twice. Oh, okay. oh then give your rundown. No, of the I don't remember anything. <laughs> no, but I lo- I love this movie. It was just so impactful. But I remember all the exact things that you're saying. No, nah, because that's the thing. Like, I just sometimes I think I can't recall certain things. Like Interstellar, we were talking about it before, and I'm like, oh, what happens? Like, why does this happen? And I, that's one of my favorite movies ever. I couldn't remember I don't know. specifics. Yeah, yeah, we were like looking, fact checking. But let me ask you a question: Why does this movie come up in your conversations? Like about time out of all the time travel movies, what makes this movie unique? Um, I think it's just the dynamic of him and his father, him and the relationship to his wife, and. And the choices that he makes, because there's a choice that he has to make where it's like, um, spoilers, his father's, his father's dying. Yeah. yeah. And he has to choose between going back again or letting like his life yeah. happen, like yeah. life play out mm-hmm. as it's supposed to. And he has a really profound conversation with his father where his father's like, this is how it's supposed to be. And, and that's it's like, you gotta live your, yeah, you gotta live your life and, and do your thing. And because like he knows the... He knows the consequences of what happened already. Yeah. By changing something, something so fundamental in his life, something so big in his life, where it's like, he knows the consequences and his dad, like the, the love of a father was like more than just like self-preserving. It was like, I've lived my life. I've had my time. Like, 
you do what you got to do and be happy. And there's other there's other things like about that, like his relationship with um, Rachel McAdams' character. <laughs> that um, shout out Rachel McAdams. That I, that I just think that I think are just different. Like you don't you don't really see it that often, especially like you see these you know rom coms and and they're very that's what that's what I was gonna very, say the genre. Like, and you throw it like you throw in time time travel into the mix, and it's like it's a very like different it's like unexpected. approach. Yeah. And it was just, I, th- I think it was a very like, uh, fresh take, and I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, at a certain point, it, it's almost less about his romantic relationship and more about him and his father. Yes. And that's the part that caught me off guard. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, let's see all the silly ways he gets stuck trying to get her to fall in love with him. And then it just becomes into this really deep, great story about a father and a son. Yeah. And Margaret Robbie's in it. And that's, <laughs> that's always why, a huge plus. That's why it's She's good. playing tennis. I didn't even know that was true. She's the friend that plays tennis at the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, Speaking of <laughs> about time, usually our producer's on the other side of the screen, and usually he remembers to turn on the clock. So I'm just going to go ahead and... Does anyone have any idea how long we've been going yet? Or? No. All right, so we'll just keep burying on. No. Bar- barreling on? What is burying on? Barreling no. on. I think it's appropriate. An episode about time, and we have no idea. We have no idea what the time is. <laughs> We've just lost complete nah, sense let's, of let's time. Let's keep going. Um, what about rewriting history? What are some of the the ways that that idea of rewriting history manifests itself in in the real world, or even in our own lives? I think going back, I and mean, that goes back to like going back in time and changing things, and you don't know what the effects are going to be if you like change even one person's life and how the the outcome of that changes the course of six other people's lives and then it just snowballs from there like the great time travel film um <laughs> ashton kutcher's the <laughs> butterfly effect exactly or hot tub time machine that's just <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah classics of <laughs> it's hot tub time machine too and that's what i thought was interesting about um no sells it <laughs> that was interesting about uh endgame like their interpretation of how like this timeline is it going to affect this timeline? Yeah, and then like I the mean, branching time. A lot of it doesn't make any sense, but um, it was different. Well, and way I think, to bury Endgame. <laughs> sometimes it needs to be buried. Okay. Um, but yeah, like the changing the. I remember there was one time. I don't know why I said this. I think it was like in seventh grade. Like they were like, "Oh, if you could go back in time and like meet any like historical figure, who would you?" Who would you go to? And I straight up put Hitler. <laughs> that's not where I thought this was going. Yeah, it's not where I, anyone thought that was going. Was that your like edgy answer? Or did you actually have a good reason why? No, I just, when I was a kid, I don't know why. I just, <laughs> Dan is dying. <laughs> that's what it was. Our listeners can't hear because he, he respects himself <laughs> so much silent that he silently laughs so he doesn't have to edit it out. He was, just, he was thinking of the clothes he was going to wear as he goes into the bath tonight. If you're listening, you just have to watch. Um, no, I w- it was more of like a, I don't, I really wasn't violent, so I wasn't like, you know, murder Hitler before like that whole thing happened. Oh, okay. It was more of like a talk to him and convince him not to do what he did. <laughs> you thought like the seventh grade? Seventh grade kid. old me looking like I was a chunky little kid with long hair, looked like Dora the Explorer. Um, not even was Diego? Gonna, was going to convince him. No, because I look like Dora. Oh, okay. And you were going to be like. I don't know. I was going to do a voice for reasons. Or maybe, that me. maybe I did. Maybe my plan was to take him out. I don't remember now. I thought it was to talk to him. Well, but. there's like that traditional like, oh, like three people in history. And it's like Jesus, Hitler, and like 
And then the third one's like a wild card. That's just like, who do you think? Who would be a third? Uh, who would be my third? Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be um, Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> that is a wild card. Why? Well, if he doesn't die, wait, like the band or like? <laughs> no, the entire band is just sitting in one seat. Franz Ferdinand, they're all stacked up on top of each other, like lap to lap. I mean, not lap to lap, one lap and then on Yo. top of the other lap. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, rewriting history. Yeah, that, I mean, that was one thing I thought of as a little kid. Like, mm-hmm. if I could go back, I would just do that and prevent the, hol- prevent the Holocaust. But yeah, um, what was your question? <laughs> That's a hard transition. What was your question? I don't even know after that, man. I can't believe you went there. Um, Someone had to. Yeah. Like, mm, that's questionable. Someone uh, did, actually. So, <laughs> no, they went a lot further than that. Rewriting history. How does that manifest in our real life? I think we move on from that one. <laughs> no, no. I got, I got an answer. All right, go ahead. Um, don't, we say, talk- don't say the H word. No. You, you, we talked about... <laughs> You know Dan's not going to edit it out. Because Dan, for the life of him. Can we not say that? No, we can say it. Oh. But Dan might not think we can say it. But what? it doesn't matter. Say what? <laughs> say, say it. Say what? No. Anyways, my answer about rewriting <laughs> history uh-huh. is you asked me earlier, like, oh, the big regret of your life. And I just couldn't for the life of me think about it. And I think that part of that answer is that we kind of rewrite our own story in a sense where, wow, I cannot focus with that. I'm sorry. Keep it together, man. I just got, this just got me off guard. Um, I think sometimes we look back at our lives and we kind of rewrite our own narrative. Mm -hmm. Sometimes for it to make sense to us, sometimes so that we can live with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, um, I cannot, I cannot continue on with, this is why Dan has to stay behind a computer. This is, he cannot be in this room. He can do this off screen. Yeah. Got me. Okay. I'm over it. Anyways, a short version of my answer is that you look back at a moment and you don't always remember the moment the same way everybody else does, Mm. but you have to be at peace with your version of the narrative. Because going back to Tenet and the protagonist, which is the main character, the unnamed character that the script and the credits identify as a protagonist, we kind of always see ourselves in that position. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we... <laughs> this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even know what he's laughing at at this point. It's still the same thing. <laughs> I, just, I can't get over it. <laughs> it just got me. Anyways... Um, the protagonist. The protagonist. We're talking about Tenet? <laughs> we are actually talking about Tenet. I had no idea. But I'm talking about just in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, we see ourselves as a protagonist, and sometimes there's vanity in that. Sometimes it's just because like, we think something happens, and we're, we think we're the motivating yeah. factor. That you, you talked about, why is everything up to me in these films? And sometimes we feel like that, like, I made that happen. But I also think it's because the protagonist perspective is the only one that we have. We're not in everybody else's story. We can only observe from the outside. Mm -hmm. So we live life in the first person. And it's the only way for us to frame our narrative. So on one hand, sometimes we're overlooking the contributions of others or whatever their perspective is. Hopefully, if you're like a self-aware, you know, attuned person, you're aware of those, you know, blind spots. You're aware of those differences. But at the end of the day, you only wake up and go to sleep 
with your mind. And that's the only perspective you have. You can shape it and influence, but you rewrite the moments that you are in day to day with your memory and your perspective. And it's not the same as everybody else and how they're interpreting the moments that you're sharing together. Yeah. And I think it's interesting how you like how you talk about, you know, you framing yourself as the protagonist, because I feel like that's another thing that's been become like trendy. You're like mm -hmm. um, fashionable is this this trend of, of people saying um, like I'm the main character. Yeah. Um, like or main character vibes where it's like you're associating that and you're putting it on other people and you're literally telling other people. Mm -hmm. You're not a main character. You don't have main character. Yeah, they're energy. here to support me. Exactly. Here. You're a support. Yeah, you're yeah, a supporting, yeah. really supporting character. And I'm like, that's so like, what? Like, if you think about it, everybody except you is a supporting character in your life. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. Like, like I understand like where it came from, but I feel like as th as many things that go, the internet just kind of takes it and just you know like corrupts it and just makes it into something I do not like. Oh, does the internet do that? Eh, sometimes. Um, but you said something that I wanted to expand on. Oh, memory. Memory isn't always as fond as you mm -hmm. remember, as you think it, it was. Yeah. Like, um, a lot of the times when we go back and we recollect certain memories that we had, um, we try to paint them, not try it. Sometimes like we think of fond memories and think of them as being better than what they actually were. Mm -hmm. And then you start getting the accounts of other people that might've been a part of those memories. And you and that person might remember things very differently and, and how those situations or stories transpired. And that just goes to show it's like, if when you go back, and I don't know if there's been, maybe I'm, maybe it's like my memory's failing in this sense, but there's been like a piece of media movie or, or, or a TV show where it's like, they go back in time and they realize like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. This isn't what I remembered it being like, this is a moment that I wanted to change. But then you realize it really wasn't that bad or, yeah. or it wasn't that great. And I think it's like that conceptually thinking that having that ability to go back in time and changing things like obviously it's like it's imbued with hubris. But I think sometimes, you know, things go the way that they're supposed to. Like You really don't really like sometimes people get a second chance in certain situations. But the fact that time travel being an option, like it's not it's just not. Yeah. But I think building upon the memories that we had, the experiences that we've gone through, the mistakes that we've made, the regrets that we have, I think all of that compounds and, you know, builds you to, you know, building your future and even being in the present, being in the moment, because it's like those moments that we have, the moments that I share with you guys, with everybody, with my friends, the people that I care about, to me is like, that's what's most important. And sometimes I realize that I lose sight of that a lot of the times. And it's just, I realize that I freak out, I get anxious, I get nervous, I get down and sad about, you know, the dumb things that in life that I can't control when in reality, like I'm, then that leads me to like either worrying about the future or just cringing or being scared or being sad about what happened in the past that it's like, I'm not present in the moment mm -hmm. and life is passing me by to the point where it's like, I'm putting myself in my own time loop where it's like, I can't get out of this cycle where... I'm freaking out about what's going to come and I can't get over what happened in the past that it's like whatever's happening now is just propelling me into that. It's just an endless cycle. And, you know, for me, I've recently been trying to find out like, how do I break that? How do I get out of that? And what I found is like just really being intentional, being present in the moment with the people that are around you in the room, you know, just to set yourself up and prepare yourself. Like obviously being mindful that the future is coming, 
and there might it might be scary and it might be a lot but the work that you do now and the things that you learn from the past and the mistakes from then help you to you know get out of that so that you put yourself in a better position for later and the people that you're with and that's what i like kind of got from you know talking with you guys and like thinking mm-hmm. about what we were going to talk about because it's like a lot of the times these movies are just you know for most of the time they're silly fun like there's like oh it's a wacky concept it's crazy like yeah it's not really feasible so let's make a movie about it because it's something that's you know movies is like help you escape but i think it is interesting just like what you like make gets you thinking like what would you actually do if this was possible <clears throat> and like where would you go so those are my three cents. Maybe you're the brains. <laughs> no, maybe I'm the mouth. I don't think that was <laughs> an option. It is now. Do you think there's times where we do try, time, try to travel through time, like go back and revisit moments? I do it every day when I look at my phone. Like when I go to like my photos app and I look at really? my it's like Because sometimes it's like it is nice to go back. Or sometimes I got to remember. I, I don't know. Like for me, I use my like photos as a way to remember what I was doing at a certain point in time, either Snapchat memories or videos or Instagram memories. Mm-hmm. Like someone says, oh, what were you doing back then? Because we can't like, you know, recollect where exactly we were based off the top of our head. And I go back in my phone and I'm looking. And I'm like, oh, I was here. I was doing this with these with these people. Yeah. And it's like that's a way for me to like, you know, keep like a, a ledger of where like what I was doing mm-hmm. and but also it brings me back. It was like when I'm scrolling, it's like I look at some of the times I'm like, man, I can't believe I did. I was looking, I was doing that today. I was looking for a certain video that I thought was funny to share with my friends. And I completely like, I was looking through some of the, the stuff, the memories. And I was like, cause that's what they, they on Snapchat, they call them memories. Yeah. And I was looking through some of them. I'm just like, wow, I completely forgot that I did this, that I went here, that I was with these people at this point in time. And that like, and it takes you back. Like, it takes you, like, sometimes it just transports you in a way. Like, that's the closest I think I can get to time travel. Yeah. You know? I get those, um, those ab- Apple photo album, like, five years ago today. Mm-hmm. And then, or those videos that it auto makes, which is kind of scary, but also I appreciate them because they tend to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow, this was so just, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, this was just five years ago. Like my life was completely different yeah. in whatever is being shown there. And sometimes it's like, wow, it's already been like five years. Like, look how crazy, you know, that moment is. Sometimes we get caught in those loops where we like try to return back to another chapter of our lives. And it's more like returning to a past relationship, returning to a past job, moving back to a city we've been to and kind of like retreading those steps. And do you think what what do you think are the 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 benefits of looking through the past reliving those moments what do you think are are the detriments and and what is that answer for us I think it's um I think it's different for everybody um but in my experience a lot of the times like you know going back and looking on previous experiences whether good or bad I think it's uh, just a testament because in that moment like let's let's highlight it like a bad a bad situation when looking time, up your old flames yeah like you're looking like you're looking at like either like just like previous memories or, or pictures or trips like you went on and stuff like that and you realize like it's not there anymore and then like a lot of the times it's like oh like when this ended it felt terrible yeah and but then you realize you go over you kind of like 
do like a recap of what's been going on since then. And you realize like those tough moments, those hard moments, the moments that you feel like crap, like you realize how much you've gone through, how much you've, how much experience that you've gone through and how you've, you know, pulled yourself out of it. And it makes you sure like realize like how strong you are as a person. Yeah. Because sometimes a lot of it, um, like when it comes to either anxiety or, or depression, it's really easy to fall in the trap of like self-pity or just, you know, feeling sorry for yourself, or feeling bad for yourself. But, you know, a lot of times we don't give ourselves enough credit. We're like where we've gone, like everyone's gone through hard times. Everyone's gone through trials and, and just a lot of bad crap that's happened to them. Yeah. Like just, that's just life. But, you know, you've made it this far and, and that's something that you can pat yourself on the back and just remember for next time when things get hard. Like it's not the end of the world. You can make, you can serve, you will survive this. You will endure and you're going to mm-hmm. go forward, which is why going back to, I mean, tying it in, like I always do. Um, it's always nice to have, you know, hope. Yeah, absolutely. Hope in the sense where it's like, you know, you have these times where it's, it's, it's really crappy, but you have hope that things can get better. And then when things do get better, you can use those times like, Hey, I, I was, I, I'm okay everything you know worked itself out or resolved its way and then like you use that for the next time that and like life's gonna throw a curveball at you but yeah any every time that includes no, throw just like I, at the end of last year i got really caught up with the idea of like how do you live a life without regret you know mm. which is an ultimate question you know i think anyone wishes they had the answer to that what do you do to live a life without regret um but at the end of the day, I think the only way is to just try your best and do your best every day, even through the monotonous, even through the exciting stuff. Just try your best. I had more to this, but totally left my brain. Nah, I, I mean, that's it's simple, but I think it's profound. I, th- I really like that because I was at Disney recently yeah. and like we were just like, I was just pretty tired and not really like there. Like I was having a good time, but I was mm-hmm. like, ugh. This guy like walks this, this older gentleman walks like walks by and he had this shirt like with stars on it and just says, "I'm doing my best," and I was like, "Oh, like you know," I glanced at him like, oh, "That's a really cool shirt." And then I thought about it, I'm like, "That shirt's like I don't know why it hit me so much like randomly in the middle of a of what is it Hollywood Studios." I'm just like, "Because the magic is coming back to Disney." Dang, that was crazy. Thank you, Bobby. Bobby I. <laughs> um, Bobby G. <laughs> I, I thought it was, I don't know, like it was a cute shirt, but it was like, you know, thinking about it, it's like, oh, that's all you can do. Yeah. That's all we have. And, and as long as like you're trying and you are really trying to do your best, I think that's, that's what more than anyone can ask for. And, and that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you try your best every day, I mean, that's a life without regret because you can say you tried. Yeah. It's interesting you say, and words have, you know, meanings and we interpret them individually, like life without regret. I tend to kind of like push up against that. I think for me, regret can be very motivating and I don't live a life without regret. I try to live a life without guilt. There's mistakes that I made and that I wish I hadn't done. And I'm not going to forget those things, but I'm not going to beat myself up about them. I'm not going to let them um, weigh me down or even define who I am today. So for me, it's it's okay to have regrets, but it's not okay to carry guilt about those regrets. 
So I prefer to, and not regret everything, right? Because not everything's worth a regret. Every misstep, every mistake, you you don't know how everything's going to work out. Yeah. But there are definitely times where I could have done better and I should have known better. And I try to remember those times, remember those mistakes and not repeat them. But again, not defining myself by those regrets, but by the choices that I will make better today and tomorrow and so on and so forth. So that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. It's like, because I don't think like one choice defines you, one mistake defines, I mean, in today's world, you never know. But um, even then, because they're not the protagonist in your story. Exactly. So yeah. like it may define it in their eyes, but you can't let it define it in no, yours. That's a great point. And I think like, just because you made, you had a bad moment, you had, you made a mistake that doesn't really define the rest of your life. It, it might define the moment that you're president now, but that's the beauty of it. It's that you have a future and that the choices that you make every day in the now with the monotonous routine, with, you know, just whatever you do in your daily life can set your, can set yourself up to be, you know, that person that's, that is doing their best in the future, knowing that, Yes, yeah, sometimes like we will carry guilt based on things that we've done before, things that we've done to either either hurt people or hurt ourselves. Um, but I think that a lot of the times we're just you know hard on ourselves. We're just extra hard on ourselves sometimes, mm -hmm. where we beat ourselves up and yeah. and it's not. It really like it's hard to say like you know get over that. But at the end of the day, like you got to come to terms with that. You know, grow up, stare it in the face, acknowledge it, and admit it, and then move on from it and grow from it yeah it's not just about like muscling through and overpowering but finding the systems finding the the methodology finding whatever it is that you need to be able to cope sustain and move forward with it yeah we saw a couple of different perspectives here life without regret life without guilt there's a couple of different perspectives of time travel to end this conversation we've seen all these movies we've heard all these stories and whatever what's your What's your favorite interpretation of time travel? How does time travel work? <laughs> um, that's tough. I mean, I guess for my favorite interpretation is um, you go back and re-experience through yourself in the past. I don't think you should be able to go back mm -hmm. or like before your own life. I think you would go back into your own body. Okay, so there's not two of you. There's not you two of you. You go back into yeah, your Yeah, you are you and you're re-experiencing. Okay. And I, I like that idea yeah. because I would re-experience a lot. I wouldn't change a lot, but I would love I would, to re-experience You wouldn't change, but would you be able to change anything or you're just living your life again? I would like to just live my life again, but yeah, I wouldn't change anything. Nah, 17 again. <laughs> 17 again. I, you you want to be Chandler? What? I don't I want to be I want to be, I was going to say Troy, but I want to be Zach Efron. <laughs> yes. You want to be Troy, what's his name? Zach Efron? Yeah, was the character <laughs> in Troy, high school Troy Bolton. Bolton? Troy. I thought it was Bolton, but I was like, I want to treat, I want to, I want to be Troy Bolton anyways. Like, Is he one of the Game of Thrones characters? No, Lord, oh, Lord Bolton. Yeah, Lord Bolton. Um, what about you? So how, how does that work? You go in and you go. You, well, I mean, I wouldn't want to get to this point, but I mean, Chandler, uh, Matthew Perry's character ends up, you know, has a he's like kind of like a deadbeat and he kind of hates his life and to the point where he's going to throw himself off a bridge and then the magical entity whatever gives him a do over 
and sends and puts him back in his like actually maybe not exactly how he did it <laughs> he puts him back in his 17 year old body but in the present oh okay do you so, want to do that i don't, I don't know i don't want to do that. i want i would actually you want to go back. back and relive um but, are they both in the movie at the same time or no no oh okay. like it's matthew perry and then maybe he turns into zach efron oh okay and so but he he basically like gets to experience life with his children in high school and like kind of is there for them and kind of gets to like know them more mm-hmm. um while also trying to seduce his ex-wife as a young person okay um this does sound like you <laughs> uh no i will not <laughs> it's not gonna happen um but yeah like i just thought the movie was funny and just the way that it happened plus i guess the reason i said it is because you know zach efron but yeah because you want to be zach efron yeah clearly um but i think for me i just you know go back and be able to like in your own body it's not like you're two different people because mm. that'd be kind of freaky um but i think going into your body and minimally changing things but i don't know how minimal you can actually get when right. you're making one small decision oh, that could butterfly yeah, butterfly effect you end up choking in the womb i think is the ending of that movie well, that's true yeah yeah, that is, that's horrible. Yeah, it, it, would you go back in time? Perfect movie. Would you go back? Would in I go back in time? I, I, I would. There is, there is. Okay, favorite, there is a risk. There is a risk. Yeah, yeah. My favorite interpretation, and maybe you can give me like an example of it, because I was just thinking of a, a conceptual level. Mm-hmm. My favorite trope is when you go back in time and you cause everything that you lived to oh, happen. Oh, the infinite time. Is yeah. it Looper? Yeah. Oh, is that like Looper? Is yeah. it? Okay, perfect. That's a great, because I love Looper. And we talked about Looper when we were planning, and neither of you guys remembered anything about Looper. Isn't that Tenet? That's also kind of Tenet. Yeah, but... but I, yeah, I but with saying. Tenet, you got to keep no, but, doing it to sustain no, it. But to, and I think this is what it is. With Tenet, you got to keep... And hold that thought. Don't mm-hmm. forget. But with Tenet, you got to keep doing it to sustain it. To me, it's the revelation that there's nothing you can do to change things. Ooh, I like that. The, to me, it's going back in order to change and realizing I'm the one who did this. Like, whatever we try to do will just cause. The timeline is meant to be. But even in that sense, like, because of that, and we're thinking, like, in, in the terms of Tenet, in the terms of, like, the protagonist, if he decides, like, if he gets to that point, he realizes that what like well obviously what they're doing like leads them to that point mm-hmm. wouldn't they, like don't you think there'd just be another way that like it would still happen like let's say the protagonist chooses not to be the protagonist let's say the protagonist chooses not to do his job right but can not he to save the world but can he because that's who he is it's not about predestination it's not about fatalism but it's about but either way it's still gonna happen you being called and answering that call because that's who you're always going to be that's who you're always going to be at the end of the day that's that's what that's what it is like we might want to change things here and there but at the essence like at the core of who we are like kind of like we are who we are not to say that people can't change Mm -hmm. because i I truly do believe they can but um when you're faced with a situation you're like you're going back in time you're kind of like going to make that choice over and over again unless like you know something deviates which causes that butterfly effect but mm. even then i even then i still think that life finds a way it finds life finds a way and it's just you know what is it robert Patton says in the movie it's like uh, i'm sparkling in the faith. forest <laughs> this is the faith the, the faith that he there has are in the no friends at there are no friends at dusk at dusk yeah the, the faith that he has in the mechanics of the world yes that things will plant that things will beautiful plant. and i'm glad that 
you cut through all my all my jokes. Say it again one more time. Um, I'm gonna butcher it. He just like he basically just says like through everything that like I'm paraphrasing through everything that happens like that's like he just still has like the faith. He has faith in the mechanics, the mechanics of, of the, the world, world that things will work out. Things will happen. Will go the way that they're supposed to. All right, we've explored a little bit of the mechanics of storytelling, a little bit of the mechanics of the world, and we hope that we, for just a few brief moments or a really long extended moment, helped you explore those mechanics in your life. So while we keep trying to figure out how much time has passed, we hope that you keep spending time with us week to week. Till next time, Dan, say it. Keep on searching. Keep on searching. That's it. <laughs>